Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call corner to time uh right now right now that's right right this very moment in time it's time for corner to corner i hope you have had an enjoyable few weeks it's time to get back into the saddle i'm stan grub and my co-host as always he is joining us from a glass enclosed nerve center brian taylor what's up uh not much not much and i'm glad i'm in the nerve center because your little attempted comedy grates my nerves well, I mean, we can't all be as uh, lyrically gifted as me. Funny. Yeah. I, I can't, what can I say? It's just it comes to me naturally. <laughs> with hair. Well, all right. So the hair doesn't happen naturally for me anymore. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. What are you, what are you doing? Hmm? What are you doing this week? This week? What am I doing? Not a damn thing. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm working. I'm always working. That's all I ever do, damn it. I, I don't ever get to even go outside. I don't get to see the light of day. That's good for you, though. Uh, you should work. Stay away from the great unwashed. Oh, that's... That's not nice. <sighs> oh, now I gotta be nice? Okay, first you want me to be funny. Now you want me to be nice. No, no, no. No, no, I said you're not funny. Oh, no, I thought you said I was funny. I could have swore you said, Stan, you're no. so funny. No. Damn. No. <laughs> nope. Am I, now, am I more or less funny than The Miz winning the WWE title? Oh, man. I might would say you're less funny. Damn it! <laughs> really? Because that was funny. That was funny. I liked the fact funny. that at least we saw them put the story together. Like with Miz and uh, MVP backstage kind of hashing it out before it happens. The foreshadowing was cool because 
you know, at least they finally had it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then the look on his face Monday night when he realizes it's time to pay the piper. Well, what happened Monday, right? So, you know, because I normally don't watch Raw or SmackDown. So So let me bring you up to speed. Monday night uh, starts, of course, and you know The Miz. He's he's braggadocious. He's out there. He is so proud of being the WWE champion. Wait, did they put it on Bobby Lashley? No, no, no. Not yet, anyway. Uh, Okay, WrestleMania. (laughs) So Lashley comes out with MVP. (laughs) And basically, he's like, hey, Miz, don't forget our deal. Don't forget to make good on what you promised to me. And then, of course, the Miz is like, man, you know, I just won the title. I just want to make sure that I've got the right things in order. I'm just going to take a lot of work to get it back to where it was. And Lashley basically pulls a Debo and and says, no, I'm not having that. And says that uh, how this is going to go is you've got 30 minutes. Oh, no, maybe he said an hour. I think he actually gave an hour. You've got one hour. And if you don't decide to do the right thing at the end of the hour, well, I'll do the right thing, basically. Mm-hmm. So The Miz is seen backstage at different parts of the night trying to politic with Adam Pierce, Like, don't let this guy hurt me. I'm trying to, you know. I mean, it, honestly, The Miz is so good at what he does, it, it just made it entertaining. Um, so, of course, the... The hour is up. Miz comes out to answer. But in the middle of it, Braun Strowman comes out. And Shane McMahon comes out. So now we've got Shane McMahon. We've got Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, The Miz, and MVP on the ring. Wait, I'm still walking. So Shane makes the announcement that, I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be Lashley against Braun Strowman. And if Strowman wins... Next week's matchup will be a triple threat for the WWE title. Miz, Lashley, and Strowman. That was the first awesome facial expression we got from Miz. Because he goes from laughing to just this frown that looked like somebody had kicked his dog. (laughs) And then, of course, Lashley beats Braun Strowman. Which really surprised me. Um, But So now it's, it's Lashley and Miz this Monday night. For the WWE Championship. I am not a betting man. Although mm-hmm. I do play one on TV. No, uh, I'm not a betting man. But if I had to if I had to make a pick for this Monday night, it's Miz retaining by disqualification after Drew McIntyre attacks Lashley to get his revenge. Mm. Mm. That's an interesting... I... I, I, I... So you think it'll end up being – so how do we get to WrestleMania, though? So I think what's going to happen here is Miz is going to be that that lanky punching bag that gets beat up by both guys. Mm-hmm. Like, Lashley wants the title shot for Miz, and he threatened to kick his butt if he didn't do it. Well, now Drew comes in, and now he wants the title back, but he wants to get even with Lashley. So because Miz is in the middle, he's the one that gets beat up the most. So at Mania, what will probably happen is it's going to be either Lashley or McIntyre winning, most likely uh, Lashley. I think the end, plan- the end game here is that Bobby Lashley comes away with the WWE title. Now, would uh, I'm trying to remember. I guess that would be his first? That would be his first WWE title run. 
Uh, if you remember, he held the Impact World title for oh yeah yeah, some yeah crazy was, amount of days. Yeah, I was thinking about just uh, WWE. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he did hold the ECW World title. Let's not forget that. Mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, so interesting enough, you said, and again, this is why I like it. Just kind of went through my head <laughs> real quick. Um, I was reading something, and they listed the WWE's ECW. They were talking about like all like national um, promotions, and somehow or another, the WWE's ECW got thrown into it. I'm assuming as opposed to the actual ECW, which was probably more of a national than the, you know, WWE one. But right, right. Uh, I for, I wanted to bring it up, but I forgot exactly. And then, you know, of course, it you said ECW, me. and it popped in my head. It always amazes me the people that count that run as like a full on ECW run. Like, I mean, at first it seemed like they were going to give it an honest shot. But what are we two, three weeks in when the zombie shows up? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was evident from the very beginning that there was going to be somebody's hand in there, and with just one hand too many. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I liked, I, I didn't mind watching. I wasn't like a religious diehard, but I tried to watch it as much as I could because it just it was something different. You know what I'm saying? Well, it I just mean, they, brought something different. They and plus they had that new talent initiative that they did, which gave us. I mean, think about all the people that we got. We got Zack Ryder out of that deal. The Zack Ryder that we, we would know as, you know, the jacked up New Jersey kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a horrible way of describing him, but whatever. Uh, we got CM Punk's rise. We got John Morrison's rise. We got Miz's rise, really. Um, Ezekiel Jackson. I mean, these were young talents that ultimately would become huge names with the exception only partially the exception to Ezekiel Jackson because he did go on to win the Intercontinental title after winning the ECW title when it on the last night that ECW existed. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of positive things that came out of it, not to mention the Pope, uh, D'Angelo De Niro. Or yeah, so, so speaking of the Pope, right? The Pope, uh, he's got the big hat. So oh. when Virginia gets up and running again, we're going to have to take a trip down to the beach to BCW, see some of our old friends. Ah. Because, you know, of course, the Pope wrestles there. Yep, he does. He, he wrestles over at Vanguard quite a bit. And I've been debating this question in my head because I don't think I've posed it to anybody yet. Oh, no. But I'm thinking about adding the Pope to the TV title autograph collection because he did hold the NWA television title at one time. And if you could ever get the opportunity, so did AEW superstar Ricky Starks. Yes. Well, that that's kind of why I'm debating. You know what I'm saying? That'd be so badass. I can't lie. That'd be cool, dude. I would really dig that. Yeah, and there's a, a third one. Um, I forget who it is right offhand. Um, but yeah, so Ricky Starks and the Pope. I'm going to add to the. Oh, Zicky Dice. The, I mean, he was the last one. Yeah, 
That's it. That's the third one. So, but yeah, so I'm thinking, I, I, I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to take a trip. I think that's a great idea. And hey, who's to say that perhaps we couldn't ask the Pope, how odd does that sound? Ask the Pope <laughs> to make an ultimate choice. What do you think? I mean, I think that'd be great. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I mean, that works out even better if, you know, we could get a. Let's just I mean, say we, ultimately that'd be bounty. best for business. Yeah, there's, a, there's a bounty out there somewhere. Careful, careful. I mean, there's stacks of money getting thrown around. I <laughs> I, I couldn't complete the, the push-ups to get myself ready, but maybe someone else can, okay? Maybe someone else can. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so that's that's my new quest is, to, is to, to get the Pope. I think that's a great one. That'd be a great get. I really do. Mm-hmm. So in the same vein as the new, the National Wrestling Alliance, staying with that, um, NWA fans got kind of a scare this week. And it turns out that the NWA pulled all of their footage from YouTube. Lots of fans were concerned that said, maybe this is the end of the NWA. And I can't tell you how many times people have predicted that, myself included. But I don't think that's where it's happening because... We would find out a few short hours later that the NWA has moved all of their footage to Fight TV. I think that's extremely smart. Um, I While I did like watching Power and Shockwave, I would say that the ability to start to monetize your content, um, I think right now is the smart time to do it. Oh, yeah. It, yeah I mean, and Fight is paid, right? Yeah, I think it's like five ninety nine or something like that. If you want to join their their like network, I think that's what AEW Plus is. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's not it's not a bad decision. It, it'll help them generate a little bit more revenue, right? Um, you know, hopefully it'll allow them to it'll it'll help pay the bills and. Um, so I I think it's a smart move. Yeah, I mean it's if you remember when Shockwave and Power were were first starting, one of the questions we had was when are they going to charge for this? It wasn't that they shouldn't or that they should, but it was more like we were just kind of expecting that ultimately they would. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, like so the WWE and AEW, they have they have Quite a large, yeah, pack of cash they sit on. So, but for for you know the NWA, uh, you know, I think it's a smart move. And Brian, I can confirm through the magic of the intro net, we are joined by the third party of the Triple Threat, the third member, Rob Hefner. What's up, buddy? Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. I'd like to thank the Academy for this experience oh, for my probation officer, whichever Ryan, one comes he's doing with. it again. <laughs> There's, you can't help him. <laughs> he's, got, he's got meds for that, right? <laughs> you know, What's up, Rob? How are you, sir? The We are living the dream. We were just talking about NWA moving their content from YouTube to now Fight TV. Seems like now they're headed towards a paid subscription kind of basis. Well, I mean, it's the kind of the going thing these days, isn't it? It definitely is. Get that money in, and maybe you get some a bigger fan base than 
you know, YouTube or wherever they were. Well, I think it's wiser because it also gets a measurement, a truer measurement of who your actual audience is. The problem with YouTube is unless you've got over, you know, over 100,000 views, monetizing that is difficult to pull off. And it's not to say that, that NWA wouldn't get there, but the time between now and then, who knows? So better to take a chance and say, okay, what if we make sure we know who our paying audience is and grow from there? And, and I think that's smart. Plus, they've got taping scheduled to start on the 21st of March, so clearly they're getting ready to make a move. Well, they're, they're getting ready to start this deal, and you know, like you said, they can better focus what their audience is and where their audience is coming from and what their audience needs. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just putting it up on YouTube and hoping people see it. So that, that kind of begs the question is, is AEW making the right call by bringing their next show to YouTube instead of a network? Well, I think AEW has already has two shows on a network that support, you know, or, they have they already have the base and the following to to, mm-hmm. to take on that medium you know and they're just more further saturating their name out there that everywhere you turn in whatever medium you look at it's going to be AEW and that's and that's really been a real key to seeing how their growth has been been over the past two years now and it's been exponential to say the least they're really seeing some positive things we're talking of course about AEW dark elevation and news broke this week, and this one still boggles my mind. The big show, Paul White, officially is All Elite. And he's going to be doing commentary. Brian, how do you feel about Paul White doing commentary for AEW? Um, I mean, I'd have to hear him first. He could be, he could be good. Could you be know, a regular Joe Yeah, I mean, who, who knows until you hear him. I don't recall ever hearing him on commentary before. So I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to pass judgment until I hear. And if it's bad, <laughs> then it'll be bad. And, I mean, who knows? He is a funny guy. So he could be like Jericho and, you know, mm-hmm. nobody knew Jericho could do what he did. And now it's a treat every time he's on, on TV. So, <laughs> but I'm curious just to know what elevation is about so it wasn't too long ago i want to say maybe four months ago that cody rhodes presented the nightmare factory and basically did a live event on youtube where we got to see a lot of the talent that right now is is filling up AEW dark um like lee johnson uh there is a couple of red velvet is one of them but there's another lady that i just cannot remember her name but we know that there is a feeder system in place and they've been so smart to do what they're doing because now AEW dark is not just, it's not just talents getting tryouts, but it's talents that maybe didn't get a shot on dynamite this week. We'll see him next week, but here's a match just in case. And I think that fills in the gaps and I think that's where fans really get behind it. I have, I know since joining the, the prediction sports kind of thing where we start predicting winners over uh, each matches for Dark and for NXT, I know it's definitely forced me to make sure that I've got Dark on when it comes on. Um, 
And what we're what we don't get on Dynamite, which is the comedic the comedy, the comedic timings between Excalibur and Taz. And I truly wish that there was a chance for that because they are some funny guys. Ah, I, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I mean, they're just, they're commentating, you know, um, sometimes dark is, you know, great where you don't really pay attention to it. And I guess other times, sometimes, you know, you can get caught up in the commentary and pay attention to it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I like when negative one is on there. He cracks me up. Him and Hook. When Hook comes out there and, and just randomly head and arm suplexes somebody just for, you know, hey, you're standing here, so guess what? <laughs> so, uh, um, I'd, I just want to know who they're going to sit him by doing commentary. Well, yeah. Tony Schiavone. That I thought they cool. announced that. Is that like, is that part of the announcement? Yeah, I think they already announced that. Well, but again, he was supposed to. When he was supposed to be there Wednesday, and he wasn't. So, right. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Maybe they let the cat out of the bag a little too early. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> But I, I, you know, I'd be curious to know if they're going to highlight some uh, indie indie talent too on elevation. Well, that's that's a good question because with with AEW Dark, with AEW Dynamite, Dark, we always see it as just that, right? It's the people that, for whatever reason, weren't on Dynamite this week. So here's their match, which usually helps to build up. It fills in gaps with stories. It fills in gaps with ring time. And for the younger guys, we get a chance to see him in action and get familiar to him. But now with elevation, I am—I would say I'm in agreement with you. I'm, I'm curious as to what their actual goal there is, if it's just like an indie spotlight or if it's, you know, whatever it might be. Looks like Brian may have dropped out inadvertently there. Oh, there he is. Be back. Welcome he back. didn't like your comment, and he said no. Mm, thank you. <laughs> he said he will not have you riding his coattails anymore. I figured maybe the wrench got you finally caught up to him, and he got hit with it. <laughs> no, it's uh, just me forgetting what I'm doing and getting crazy ah. on the old iPad. So, Brian, what do you think uh, Elevation is going to be doing? Is it you think it's just going to be kind of an indie spotlight, or what? I mean, I don't know, but the name Elevation leads you to something. Um, I mean, it's not like you're going to have Kenny Omega up there. What are you going to elevate him to? Maybe they so. do like a AEW title open challenge. Have <laughs> them bounce around from show to show. Yeah, it, but it, again, it's elevation. It's <laughs> you see what I'm saying. Yeah. The, uh, having having your big time players on there to me wouldn't make any sense. Uh, it would just kind of back them into the hole that you know other places have gotten into using the same people over and over again. 
when you now have three different shows that could ta- that could focus on and like you all said showcase the talent that may not be and also give you a place to showcase some that you're like hey what about this guy let's give him a shot yeah you know maybe we need to bring in you know dr desire and let's see how he works before we move him on to the main show I mean, it's it's definitely smart. Even if their their partnership with the Nightmare Factory is actually more along the lines of their version of NXT or whatever, I still think it's 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 smart. I actually thought that the next show they were going to do was more along the lines of like a TBS or TNT product, but maybe I maybe that's still in the works and I just, we just haven't had it revealed yet. Well, I mean, they told you that the next one. What they say the next one's not going to be like dynamite or mm-hmm. dark or something, right? Um, so I mean, who knows? I guess we'll have to wait till they finally get there, but it, it'll be interesting. I think it'll at least it'll be worth the watch at at least at first. Now, is is the big show higher in and of itself a good idea for them? Because the deal that he signed is for both wrestling and commentary. Commentary alone just kind of surprised me, but the fact that he was going to wrestle there, I thought, hmm, it seems like there's only a few key opponents that I'd probably put him with right this moment. You're going to have him versus Shaq. You watch. Oh, I almost almost guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that'll happen. Cody will back out. And and it'll be Shaq. I've got somebody for you, Shaq. We never did actually get that match. No. Holy cow. Mm, I mean, there's there's probably more big guys in AEW than there were in WWE that probably size up better. The question is, uh, what storyline would you use to get there? Yeah, I mean, I could see him with, there's the obvious guys, Lance Archer, Luchasaurus, uh, Cage. Yeah, Cage. Wardlow. Wardlow. Yeah, I mean, so there's some obvious guys. And maybe even Hager, because they've worked together before. So there's that. But at the same time, let's not forget that Cody and, and Big Show had actually a pretty good rivalry some years back that led them to WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title. So that could still be something. So outside of that, AEW is building up towards Revolution. And Revolution is going to be mm, it's going to be another great pay-per-view. I mean, AEW just they know what they're doing. When it comes to building their pay-per-view, they do it right and uh Damn, if we didn't get an amazing announcement as far as the title match between Moxley and Kenny Omega. An ex- a barbed wire exploding death match. And I may not have titled that properly. But that is insane to even think about, much less visualize what will happen between the two of them. This is classic Mox that we get a chance to see. 
You think this is classic? Oof. Uh, this might be future mocks sprinkled with some past. Because uh, I, I mean, I don't. I'm. I don't know if Mox has been in anything like this. Uh, I'm sure he's probably come the closest, but I think when you throw an Omega into this mix, I think Mox is going to torque it up some. I mean, it's just the possibilities here are very, very intriguing. Um, the violence level is going to be that of, in my opinion, it, it, it stands a chance to be right up there with Combat Zone. I mean, you can't have barbed wire and explosives without there being some really just ridiculous, ridiculous violence. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just curious, like, how far the violence is going to go. You know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the last one we had, which would have been, I guess, Impact, what, uh, three, four weeks ago. I mean, it took it to, uh, a, you know, like a certain height, mm-hmm. but they didn't really go overboard. But I can almost see this going, like, way overboard. Yeah, that's just it. Like, with, with Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan, say what you want about Callahan. He knows the line to tiptoe up to. And he's really good at getting up to a certain point and then keeping it there or below it. With Mox, I don't think he has that same concern. <laughs> I think his idea is, oh, no, you're going through the table. Oh, no, you're you're going to hit this barbed wire with your face. It's, you know, it's not a question. And then, and then Omega, um, and honestly, while I think all of us were waiting for him to take this ascension to the title, um, this is going to be a true test of just what is Kenny Omega made of when it comes to endurance because this is just a whole other ball of wax. We already know he can wrestle with the best, but can he handle a true just extreme environment? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he probably has some experience in something like this, but I I would imagine it's quite limited. But I will go on the record and say this will probably be 2021's first trigger match of the year. Trigger. Yes. You're going to trigger all these all these uh, people that are like, oh, it's too violent. I can't watch. There's too much blood. Somebody's going to get hurt. You know. So... Um, past few weeks sure. we've been watching um some old school like hell in the cell matches just been watching some of them and the last one that was really super bloody that that i was able to see was batista and the undertaker it was one of the last times that they were even even though he got fined for it able to blade and i remember thinking to myself there's just no way in the world we would see this today and we've seen a lot of like blading or or you know blade jobs in AEW but nothing to the extent of oh this this is really really bad like nothing on the level close to this and that's where i'm just like man i i don't know so you might be right Brian this could be one of those major trigger points oh there's no doubt give it 
give it uh, give it a day, and and the reaction will start. Um, it's just the way you know the way people are right now. So, but yeah, this this is twenty twenty one's first great trigger match. Rob, what chance do you think it has that it could flop? Well, I mean, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a great match. It's just like Brian said, and you said it's is it gonna are they gonna push the envelope a little further than the average wrestling fan is comfortable with at this moment? You know, but um, there's no doubt that when you get these guys in the ring, that they're gonna put on a show, and I pity the match that comes after them. There's there's literally not a match that I think would be able to follow it. In my head, the way I see this going, it's I mean there's going to be obviously there's going to be bloodshed, but the the ring itself, if the ring is even still standing, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean it's just going to be something that's like uh, it's just a good time to be a wrestling fan because it's like a match that you can get excited about and you know that they're going to bring the emotion mm-hmm. to it and they're going to bring the hey wait a minute we've had history and is this going to be the end of it you know is this, is this going to be the match that they say you know what this ends this feud or they just say ah well you know kind of like we used to see with Finn Balor and you know or AJ and Nakamura and those guys it's like all right how can they hit another one you know well and that's and that's just where I I continue to go back in my mind and I'm like I I still have trouble just picturing how this match will truly go outside of the um the obvious like it's going to be a bloodbath kind of thing because Mox, you know, Mox is basically ready for war the way he brings it, and Omega sounds like he's got some kind of a master plan. And who's to say that we even see the match unfold? Maybe it's the Good Brothers beat the hell out of Mox and throw him into some exploding barbed wire, and there's not an actual match. I don't know that AEW would rob us of that opportunity, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of opportunity here as far as what they could do with the storyline. Right. All right, but what you said, what you just mentioned would be a great way to segue it into like, oh, well, you know what? We're going to move on to next month, next pay-per-view and build it even more. Right, right. Because my God, could you imagine the build-up after that? The match after that build-up? So, this week we've seen, this week on Dynamite was, to me, an example of why they do well with the build-up for a pay-per-view. We saw Mox against Ryan Nemeth Dolph Ziggler's brother marches through him, cuts a promo talking about how he can't wait and he's ready for war. Um, we get Sting and Darby Allen with their interaction between uh, Starks and Brian Cage. Now it seems as if you know Darby is basically channeling his inner Crow Sting from the 1990s as he propels from the rafters on a on a wire, which actually was pretty cool. Um, and it really kind of made me feel like what's old is new again. And AEW has just found a way to make these things work. 
<laughs> Sting's like, I'm too old to be coming down the ramp every week. No, instead he drags he drags a body bag with uh, yeah. with hook in it. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Good lord! Did we check and make sure they're not wheels on the other end of that thing? You know, I honestly did wonder about that. If there was like a cart or something, not to not to say that Sting couldn't drag a a guy down the down the ramp if he had to, but. He dragged him a pretty good distance. That looks like it's at least 50 feet. Yeah. Imagine the conversation at Gorilla for that. Okay, so lay in the bag. <laughs> He's going to drag you. Oh, yeah, there's a couple steps. Don't worry. Those won't hurt. Thump, thump. Yeah, yeah. You won't feel a thing. You just got to put your back into it. <laughs> You'll be okay, kid. <laughs> Welcome to, the, right. welcome to the ring. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> a flesh wound. So there was a matchup that really stood out to me that really, actually, I was really happy with, and that was Brandon Cutler and Jake Hager. Um, Brandon Cutler is quietly getting a buildup where he's going to be within the next year or so. If he's not TNT champion, I'd be surprised. Probably within the next year would be my gut. He and Jake Hager had a great showing, um, and it really, while I, I, a part of me did want to see Cutler get the upset victory, it made sense to me that Hager would win, and I really liked the fact that they aren't just hot-shotting victories for people, but it, it's got to make sense, and this matchup was, was a good way of showing that Cutler can be competitive while also showing some, some competitive dominance from Hager. I think Hager needs that because, you know, he's getting typecast in the same time kind of character he was in WWE where it's like, all right, what else can you do, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's worked since that time to become more versatile and, and show what he can do in a ring. Brian, how did you feel about Cutler and, uh, and, and Hager? I mean, it was a match. I didn't. I didn't get that enthused about it. Oh yeah, uh, not like you. Yeah, I didn't. So, well, you know, it was already right my my book. So, so I just yeah yeah yeah. There, yeah. 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 I'm not. I'm not big on either one of them. <laughs> you know. So, but that's me. What was your opinion? And as usual, wrestling wrestling relationships are always in question, right? So a wrestling marriage is typically doomed for divorce. And if you've got one of your parents there at a wrestling show, there's a good chance they're going to get their butts kicked. And uh, this past Wednesday was another example of that as Big Papa Buck gets obliterated by Jericho and MJF, busted open, and then when they threw him into the truck... He leaves a blood stain on each one of the young bucks' face. Um, are they overdoing <laughs> this idea, or was this a good a good way to build up the Bucks versus MJF and Jericho? Yeah, uh, we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, what's it accomplished? Does it does it get you excited for? For the match, does it help any? Now, maybe if they beat up the mom, but Jeez. Jeez. You know, they're all the time beating up. 
Yeah. I mean, think about it. Uh, Dominic, uh, the Miz's dad. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cena's dad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been done. So. I just think it wasn't needed. I mean, it's another typical, you see an old man at a show, oh, wait a minute, they're going to whoop his butt. And it just... Well, they, they Here we go it. again on my own. Oh. <laughs> they teased it two weeks ago because they had uh, Mom and Papa Buck in the front row. And then Jericho and MJF are going, you know, mouthing off back and forth with them. And so I honestly thought that was going to be like they're going to slap one of the parents or both. Right. I figured that was what was going to happen. So when we see this, I, 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 I joked about it saying that wrestling fathers are never safe because they're always getting their asses whipped. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, Brian's kind of right. This is something we've seen a lot of. It's not exactly brand new. So, yeah, I mean, does it add an element of drama? Sure, because, I mean, he was bleeding. But, frankly, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure how this match is going to go. If there's a question of a match at Revolution, it might be this one that I'm not sure how this is really going to play out. But the question is, how long until Mama and Papa Buck get their own AEW action figures? <laughs> that I mean, would... does Ringside Collectibles now bring out a Papa Buck getting his butt kicked with the blood stain like exclusive oh set? There's some that would buy it. Don't 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 put it past them now. If they can monetize that, they'll do it. <laughs> Complete with the uh, the back of the hauler, the truck doors with the blood stain on it. <laughs> yeah. So of course this week, this Wednesday, we get Shaq and Jade Cargill, Cargill, against Blusher. yeah, right, <laughs> against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Uh, I don't know why they're bringing this into AEW. I could really and truly do it without this matchup. But thankfully, it won't be on Revolution. It's going to be on Dynamite this week. Bro, show it. Bro, show it. Yeah, but uh, I would much rather see uh, the the two women fight. Oh, definitely. I think that, that would probably be a better matchup than... Um, putting all four in there, mm-hmm. you know, just for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm, and, I'm not bought in on on seeing Shaq and Cody involved with this. But I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe Shaq tears it up. But I'd rather just see the women. Well, Jade has done exceptionally well on the microphone. I have to be honest, I haven't seen much from her in the way of her in-ring work that's really surprised me. Red Velvet, on the other hand, is quite good. And she she has a bright, bright future. I mean, hopefully. But that all depends on how the story plays out. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, if, they're, if they got value, that they'll... Uh, use it before she goes somewhere else. Do you think that's really a possibility with that, that they would let her go to the wayside? Uh, I mean, it happens everywhere. That's true. 
I don't know that she'd get more opportunity anywhere else except maybe Impact. And even that's a stretch with how many women they have there. Well, yeah, but I mean, if if she's talented and they push her a little bit, then mm-hmm. somebody else will scoop her right up. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at look at just recently the largest class to go to NXT was just signed. Yeah, including Taya Valkyrie, the love child of Dana Brooke and John Cena. I mean, somebody like the WWE who's trying to prevent somebody else from getting talent would snag her in a heartbeat if they saw anything, you know? I was honestly surprised to see a class that size right now. Um, Especially this, really, it's still pretty soon after all of the recent firings that they had, as soon as the pandemic really started. Um, that's, that to me was just, it's risky. It's really a big well, risk that they're taking. It's not risky. I mean, they, they have money in the bank. The problem is they're lying to their, their personnel. I mean, just what, two weeks ago they said, well, don't expect pay raises. Don't do mm-hmm. this, this, this It's not going to happen. And now we just signed 20 new people that we don't need. So... 20 new people that we don't need and probably don't have TV time for. Well, yeah, I mean, I think a few of them are going to get definitely get TV time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, once again, like we said last week, that's just going to relegate more people without TV time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think you'll be able to hide tie it, but so long. But, you know, again, is that going to, who's, who's, going to uh, fall by the wayside. So, but the WWE is going to do what they want. And mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if she's got talent and they see it, then, you know, they'll do everything they possibly can to get her. I'd love to be able to fly on the wall for those kinds of conversations, you know, that happen between talent and WWE, like what they offer and how that negotiation actually goes. I wonder (laughs) if they still pull the old, you know, we're going to make you the biggest star you've ever been line, you know? Um, By by now, they probably just bring them in and they show them, like, the performance center, and then they said, you want to play? Or no. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if they were that brash. You know, if they were just like, hey, this is what we got. You either want it or you don't. It really wouldn't shock me. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's, um, I think somebody just recently said what they told, they told him he was going to get or she was going to get. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think they were there and left or something like that. And then they said, well, this is what they said was going to happen. And, of course, it never happened. But I don't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's just a risky proposition because as more companies start moving up, like we've, we've often said that a rising tide raises all ships. And one of the things that AEW in their partnership with Impact and now New Japan but also uh, National Wrestling Alliance 
has been th- that we've seen talents elevated. And one thing that WWE has never truly been good at is elevating all. There's a set one or two or four, maybe. Four might be a high number. But typically what happens is, and we saw this with when they signed Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, in with the Good Brothers and with AJ, everyone else that they signed in that grouping, grouping, where are they now? They're all gone. I don't think any of them are on TV anymore. So, you know, you're obviously you're going to keep some of your big stars. I get that. But the more people you pull in, and this is where so many companies like Ring of Honor and Impact benefit, when these guys get cast off or cast aside, you're you're leaving a lot more money on the table than you may be, may have originally realized. But again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But do you think they elevated Shinsuke? No, it took them this long just to rebuild him. Think, wow, that's a good point. So, Brian, what year was it that he won the Royal Rumble? Um, I'm old. I, I don't do dates. <laughs> Rob, do you remember the year? <laughs> what? When did when did Shinsuke Nakamura win the Royal Rumble? 2000, I think. Well, AJ, AJ came in once. Yeah, 16. It was 18, 2018. So that's two years ago? Three years ago now. Three years ago, sorry. So three years ago, he wins the Royal Rumble, gets an opportunity at AJ Styles. They botched that at WrestleMania. He basically goes in a downward spiral for the greater part of 18 and 19. And in 20, I, I would I would defy anybody to, to pick a standout Shinsuke Nakamura match. And I don't think you'll be able to. I don't think you'll find one. And it's not from him, his lack of effort. It's from the fact that he was very poorly booked. And it's only now that he's even become, oh, wow, he could be back towards the top of the card. And it's taken almost three years. Yeah, but that's because they literally painted themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they have, you have like Drew and Roman, right, as your big time players. Right. And then everybody else is so far behind them because you don't know how to build them up that, you know, somebody starts to get a little a little heat, good or bad. Um, you know, it, it they just kind of separate from the pack a little bit, if that makes sense. But I mean, re- I mean, think about it. If you if you were to take Kevin Owens out of the picture with uh, Roman, who do you want to put in there? Well, right now that's a great question because outside of Edge, who only recently said that he was going to challenge Roman at Mania, you've had Kevin Owens, you've had Daniel Bryan, and you've had Jay Uso all be the major challengers for Roman. Of those, yeah, I mean, you can't. Kevin Owens is really the only one that had a major opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but you you have plenty of talented people, but they're just being left in the dust, not given the opportunity. That again, when somebody finally gets the opportunity, 
it looks like it's something special, and I don't I don't think Nakamura would beat Roman. No, as a matter of fact, I'm not convinced that Edge will beat him. Uh, Edge might beat him for that feel-good WrestleMania moment you need. Roman should uh, go home, though, like he did last year. Claim you're scared of COVID or something that way. <laughs> like before Mania? Just be like, you know what? I just yeah, yeah, be safe. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm, I got to make sure safe. I'm good. <laughs> Protect yeah. my family. <laughs> I heard Edge was sick. I heard Edge was sick. I, I, I can't be at WrestleMania. Oh, God. If they start doing false positives on a storyline, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> here's your here's your main storyline for Wrestlemania it all started when Roman accused Edge of having COVID-19 Jeez. but I, I mean I mean think about it you know so you want to you want to make him an even bigger you know but than what he is yeah you have him no show Wrestlemania oh gosh that would be insane <laughs> that that's kind of a sick and twisted idea. Brian. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, think of, think of last year when, when you found out he wasn't going to get the shot. You know, they they built it up and built it up with, uh, what, him and Goldberg, if I remember right. And then um, only to find out Braun gets the shot. Which, you know. I mean, at Everybody's least, at least pissed at Roman. <laughs> at least, at least Braun got the title, and it wasn't staying on Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to to make sure that we talked about uh, AEW's women's title eliminator tournament. Brian, Rob, have you guys had a chance to see the Japanese matches? Uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh, I didn't know they were on, in all honesty. They somehow slipped my mind. Um, but, of course, tomorrow you're getting the next round, so I'll make sure to watch that. I know I'm terrible. <laughs> I mean, hey, you, it sounds like uh, sounds like it's been a, a tough time keeping up with all that content. Not a tough time. It's just slipped my mind. I'm old. We will forgive you for now. Oh, I appreciate that. Hey, Big TK. I don't know if he will. I mean, he's got a lot going on right now. He's got a lot of paid ads. Well, he does. He does like his paid ads. (laughs) He is the forbidden door. That most recent one was hilarious. Rob, what do you think? Have you had a chance to, to keep up with any of the women's tournament as far as the Japanese matches? Unlike Brian, I have not watched any of them either. <laughs> okay, so here's required viewing. I want you guys to watch uh, Yuki Sakazaki and... Uh, God damn. You, of course, you put me on the spot where I can't remember this name. It, it's Emmy. Emmy. Damn it. Okay, now I've got to pull it up. Now I feel like an idiot. So, but why should I? Why should I watch it when I can look up and see who who won the thing, and then that just pulls it? 
So you could, you could look it up and see who won, but that's not the whole reason. No, no, I know who won because all I have to do is look at who's in it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Point Brian. (laughs) All I'm saying is that Emi Sakura and um, Yuka Sakazaki had a tremendous matchup, and it should be required viewing for anybody that was following this tournament. That's what I was trying to trying to get out there. I just didn't happen to have the name. It was a tremendous matchup between the two ladies. And it honestly reminded me of just how much we've been missing from the AEW women's division because the Japanese contingent there that they had before COVID happened was, was tremendous. And I, I, that's not even speaking for um, the, the six-man tag group that came from uh, China as well, Shima and the rest of them. So watching this tournament... I will say this. I, I could not be any less thrilled that Nyla Rose beat Britt Baker this past week. That really disappointed me. I bet. You seem heartbroken. It just sucked. It, it's, it's just... Ugh. Nyla was not operating on all cylinders, in my opinion. And Britt has been? Hmm. I'd say Britt's been operating at a, at a better pace, a better clip. The past few months, yeah. I mean, she's improving, um, yes, but I'd say longer than six months. I mean, when you look at from overall vantage point, what when did she really start doing the note passing with Tony? Was that end of nineteen, beginning of twenty? Yeah, that was beginning of twenty. So yeah, I'd say for over the better part of over a year. Brian's right. I just think that her improvement is putting her in a position where the natural thing to do would have her build back up towards a title shot. But maybe maybe I'm just off base on that. I don't think so, but maybe I am. Yeah, but, I mean, she's got uh, – I would imagine she'll probably get another run um, with, uh, oh, my God, Thunder Rosa, too. Yeah. So I can see that happening, too. Mm-hmm. We would find out this week, on a side note, that uh, the great question mark, Josephus from the NWA, passed away from an un- undisclosed medical condition. This was announced on Wednesday night uh, through Billy Corgan's Instagram. Uh, so we definitely want to pass our, our thoughts and our prayers and condolences to Mr. Josephus's family uh, and his friends. Yes. Apparently, like... He was, what I've been reading, he was more influential behind the scenes helping development, develop talent, mm-hmm. you know. And many, many of our stars today that we that we see credit their success and their teaching from him. Yeah, there was no shortage of uh, <clears throat> tributes to be found on social media. Everyone from the Carnies to the Ugly Ducklings, to, um, geez, uh, I'm, I'm leaving a ton of them out. Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Darren, Damian Sandow, uh, and then, of course, a majority of, of the NWA roster, Ricky Starks included, uh, pointing out just how instrumental Josephus was in the betterment of their career. It just shows you that the people behind the scenes are just as important as the people in front of the scenes. 
So there are two things heading into AEW Revolution. I, I didn't want to stray too far, but I didn't want to, you know, forget to mention Josephus. Two things for Revolution that I got lots of questions about and can't wait to see how they play out. One is the face of the Revolution ladder match where the sixth man is to be announced uh, this coming week as we head into Revolution Sunday, which is odd because the pay-per-view is happening on Sunday instead of Saturday this time. So there's that. And then, of course, there is the Casino Battle Royale, only this time it's a tag team Casino Battle Royale. I wonder if there'll be... What surprise tag teams have we not seen lately that could be in this tournament? Or Battle how many? How, how many spots are open? Uh, let me pull that up. It is... <clears throat> Busy typing. Searching, searching. Here we go. Tag Team Battle Royale. It is going to be... Um... <laughs> okay, so the rules are released, but not the official count of tag teams says the company announced the rules on Twitter Sunday morning for the match and we'll see the winning team earn an AEW tag title shot uh, elimination style however both members of each tag team have to be eliminated in order for the team to be gone so instead of it being if one member is thrown out both are gone it's both have to be thrown out so pictured on the poster we've got the Dark Order so Stu Grayson and Evil Uno um, Santana and Ortiz John Silver and Alex Reynolds uh, Bear Country, Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, uh, oh, and uh, The Acclaimed, which, if you haven't followed The Acclaimed, you, you really should because they are a tremendous tag team. They're, they're extremely entertaining. But those are the ones that are announced so far. Well, to get back to your original question, I think you probably have the authors of pain or whatever they would be called. Um, end zone cast. Mm. And you can't teach that. <laughs> no, I kid. <laughs> uh, Damn, he shut the door real quick. <laughs> yeah, AOP, I guess. There's yeah. definitely one out there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying. I'm sure there's plenty of others. Um, but I think AOP would make the, probably the biggest uh, splash if you were going to bring in a new tag team. Rob, what do you think? Mystery tag team. If one of them debuts, who do you think it could be? The Moon Dogs. So I think all members of the Moondogs are actually dead. So I don't know if that'll work. Moondog 2000. <laughs> so, Rob so Rob doesn't have a pick, Brian. I think that's what he's saying. <laughs> Sorry, Rob was texting and wasn't paying attention. Damn, busted. You owe us a beer. Uh, I think actually this is where we could see the Gorillas of Destiny make their mm. AEW debut and in the process I think once they win the Battle Royal they will beat the dog piss out of the Young Bucks 
on the same night. I think this will be the first time we see somebody try to cash in their title shot in the same night. Mm. But but would they be able to, considering the Bucks are facing Jericho and uh, MJF? So, not that I want AEW to do this very often, okay? Because it is kind of blatantly copying how WWE has done Money in the Bank. But what I could foresee is Jericho and MJF, they just beat the tar out of the Bucks. And mm-hmm. out of just here ha- mere happenstance, the Bucks get like a, a roll-up victory kind of thing. After the fact, Jericho and MJF continue to just beat the tar out of them. And the G.O.D. come down with the referee basically dragging them by the shirt. Cash, you know, we want our shot now. And the Bucks, because they are the Bucks, and as uh, I think Nick Jackson says, the stupid baby faces, <laughs> they say bring it on. And then we have new tag champions as the G.O.D. beat them, to, beat them half to death. I know it's fantasy booking. I know it's a long shot, but I just, I don't know, man. My gut says they're the ones that, it, even though we've been seeing some hints that it could be other people to make a bigger splash, I think it's G.O.D. that does it. I'm just trying to think if I can get get in line with your fantasy booking. I know, I know. It, it is blatant money in the bank style ripoff. I, I give you that. I, yeah, I really do. I don't see. I don't. I wouldn't think it. I don't. Wouldn't consider it a blatant money in the bank ripoff because they normally don't cash in on on the same night. Right. Normally just, they call their shot. Like they're two weeks from now, we're going to have a title shot kind of thing. Yeah, or they hold it for a year. Uh, I'm just. I mean, that would be a lot of trust that you would put into uh, the Gorillas of Destiny to be like, uh, hold their titles. <laughs> well, and, and the reason I think it could happen this way partly is because Tony Khan has really been working hard to, all kidding aside, make sure that the Forbidden Door stays open. You know what I mean? Like, he opened the door to Kenta. He basically let them do what they wanted to do. It's clear to me, and, and we were going to talk about this one way or the other, but seeing as Mox was successful in his title defense against Kenta, I just feel like they're trying to pull more and more people in, which, you know, if they're not careful, they could pro- cause some confusion. But I think in this situation, it really serves to help further the, I guess, Bullet Club versus the Elite storyline that I feel like that's what they're building to. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just as a promoter. But you know, of course, Moxley's holding your U.S. title and isn't holding it for ransom, right? So I don't know. I mean, but, hey, you know. AOP would be a great a great turnout too. I mean, they were a great tag team in NXT and WWE. So I mean, I, I think that'd be a great pickup as well. No, no. Let's 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 keep your fantasy booking alive. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> I just I feel like because, well, I mean, Tomatonga is always outspoken, right? But the mm-hmm. amount of trash he has talked since Kenny has basically 
quote unquote reformed the Bullet Club or gotten the band back together, however they choose to word it. I just feel like that's a natural, you know, inroad towards that kind of a storyline. And to your well, point, maybe maybe eventually blood and guts. Well, I'm just thinking uh, that if you could like, I guess fantasy book and me just be so bewildered by it that maybe if it were to happen in real life, it probably would be a good thing. You see what I'm saying? If I if I'm bewildered by the thought of it, yeah, then maybe to see it in 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 live and in color, I would probably be like, oh shit. Oh, there well, we go. Well, but see, that's the thing. Like that would be just like when Kenny won the title and said, "We'll tell you all about it on Impact." You know, like this mm-hmm. is one of those times where, because and think about it, the timing of it is perfect. Kenta's gone. Like Kenny is now building towards another AEW challenger. So like everybody might be. It's 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 not in the back of their mind anymore. Nobody's thinking about it. So it's all the more reason just to throw it out there. Yeah, but I mean, Con reminds us all that every every week. I, I am the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who watches Impact open. anyway? Who watches Impact? Ten thousand people a week watch Impact, <laughs> and they're all of them are Canadians. Let's be honest; they're all Canadians. They're all you know trapped in Saskatoon. They can't watch anything else. They just watch Twitch. That's all they got. <laughs> That's not nice. You're not nice. <laughs> it's the truth. It's it's Scott Demore and all his buddies. That's all the people that are watching Impact right now. <laughs> That's funny. Well, well, you know, again, everybody's made these little agreements. Maybe, maybe we do get something like that. And since you do have uh, uh, Robinson and uh, Finley in Impact, maybe maybe we're going to get a tag team of our own in AEW. See, somebody's picking up what I'm putting down. That's what I like to hear. See, come on, Brian. I said maybe. I said maybe. Break on through to the other side, Brian. Come on, you can do it. No, Mm-mm. <laughs> not gonna happen. Oh yes, it's gonna happen. Mm-mm. You're gonna do. Maybe it. we'll get lucky. What? Maybe we'll get. What's Brian breaking through the other side for? To give in to my fantasy booking. Maybe it'll be rude and Ziggler. <laughs> okay, now you're just going. Now it's just crazy talk. <laughs> Screw it. If we're fantasy booking, I'm fantasy booking. <laughs> if you're going to make it outlandish, we'll do it. I mean, damn it. And then Adam Cole shows up, and it's mass hysteria for crying out loud. Oh, that would have been a really good one. If you could have gotten uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Oh, jeez. Uh, Red Dragon. Yes. Versus the Bucks. Because they have w- some really good matches. I don't care what the main event of the night would be for that. I would watch that pay-per-view solely for that tag match. Because I think that would mm-hmm. be that good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even as big of a Bucks fan as you are, but I would love to see that match. I saw it a few times in ROH. It was good. Or now, maybe 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 ROH is in the mix and you get the Briscoes. I mean, if we're, I mean, I'm oh, just going to fancy book. See, here we go, here we go, baby, yeah. <laughs> Lethal and Gresham. Now that they're not ROH tag champs. Uh huh. 
That's right. It's now Kenny King and Dragon Lee, the new ROH yeah. champ champs. Uh-huh. Briscoe's and an some, AEW some could be good. Go- yeah, but <laughs> you know, just uh, you know, we'll see if we'll see if the forbidden doors open. Maybe maybe the tag team will be, you know, somebody. Maybe it'll be Ethan Page and a new partner. Boo. Who knows? Who knows? The odds Boo. are odds. You know, it's endless. The possibilities are endless if we're fantasy booking. Well, I've got another scenario for you, and it involves the face of the revolution. So the six-man ladder match. Don't don't put why why do you keep putting his name in there? That's no. your favorite. No. <laughs> I don't have nope. a T-shirt of him. Do you, Brian? Only if it's the Karate nope. Man. I want the Karate Man because <laughs> Ethan Page is no, dead. That 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 is Impact um, property. <laughs> They should have someone else play the Karate Man from now on. They should keep the Karate Man alive. How about we put your Karate Man and put it away in some tight little box and then bury the box <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean and maybe <laughs> let the Megalodon eat it? Ooh, not the Meg. Yeah, we don't need to Meg. see Karate Man no more. <laughs> he tore the heart out of Ethan Payne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So back to the face of the revolution. I read a report not too long ago, and this came from the same sources that were. No, talking. just just say your uncle Dave. Well, let's just put it this way: it came from the same guy that called AEW the promotion of the year. Yeah, you, you're reading your uncle Dave. So there's a story. Are out you there reading that all them brochures at front of Denny's again? Only when they let me. Only when I'm not in time for the early bird special. Six feet, man. Six feet. <laughs> you can't make me mirror mask. I'm not doing it. It's ma'am. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a story going around right now that the Rainmaker is apparently going to be ma- making appearances stateside any day now. There was a story going on that he was going to be wrestling an impact. But I think Okada is headed to AEW. I would say yes. And Mm-mm. what better way to have no. him debut? Huh? No. You don't want Okada at AEW? So, I want y'all to think about this. I. You have to look at long, the, the long game here. Why would you introduce Okada this early, knowing that you're going to have to put up Omega versus Okada at the next pay per view? Oh, but you see, have that's to. the glory of it. You got to keep them no. away from each other. You can't. The demand is going to be so overwhelming, you simply can't. And if they're foolish enough to bring him in and think they can, you're mistaken because they've probably already would have penciled it in. Yeah, I mean, think about it. So the Wrestle Kingdom matches, right, set the world on fire, made Okada and Omega household names, right? right? Now, for, for the ones that had been watching New Japan, all over the world, 
they knew, you know, they already knew. But for the average American fan, those matches simply made you stand up and pay attention. Right? One of them, I think one of them is like, you know, in contention with the best match ever. Uh, is that the one where Omega won the belt? Uh, I don't, I don't remember which one. Um, but one of them is, you know, supposedly in contention for the best match ever. So again, so it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, um, going on a date and, um, her going to the bathroom on you walking out the door. The, the buildup, I mean, it, it would be over so fast. What's the point of what's the point of doing anything else after that? It would depend on how long he would he would be there. So in your in, in what you're saying, and my thought process is: look, if he's not there for a long term run, and I mean longer than three months, then I absolutely agree with you. You would either have to put him against Omega, or not bring him in at all. That I, I give you that. Yeah, but you can't just like loan out Okada for a long-term run over here when New Japan probably still needs Okada over there. Well, and and I think that that's why I think he actually has or will have a deal with AEW soon. And the other reason I think that is, in typical Okada fashion, you know who he had an exchange with over Twitter and then also through... uh, different press conferences? Pat McPhee. Kabushi. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Oh, so, okay. So that's why you want him over here. No, I think... Shawn Michaels wasn't looking at the right one. And yeah. looking at his other eye. <laughs> so now you're just... You're, no, Okada, you're taking fantasy book into a new level here. So Okada does a press conference where he talks about how Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest wrestlers that ever lived. That's where he's quoted as saying. HBK is then quoted in a follow-up news conference from somewhere else, I think promotion for uh, Vengeance Day, saying how he was flattered by that and how he feels that Okada would be a huge star in WWE. I think Okada, just to prove a point, would go to AEW instead because of how many times WWE has really screwed over New Japan stars. I think he re- I think he's smarter than that, and I think he would just go to AEW and be and be the star that he wants to be. I think he would sign yeah, but, a deal. I don't think he would just come in for New Japan. But if it, it it's not the same though, if he just if he signs to AEW, because there's no way you're going to hide it, right? Right. So th- then he is no longer the forbidden door. The forbidden door talks about New Japan wrestlers coming in. If he is AEW, he's an AEW wrestler, and you definitely are not going to give Omega versus Okada that that quickly. Well, I mean, in, in that case, no, because now you've got all the time in the world, so you just do a slow build. Right, but but that is something that you tease for a year. I agree. I agree. And everybody's going to wait. And as as you get to month ten. The anticipation is going to build by month 11. You're, you can whip them up into whatever frenzy you want. And by the time that match happens, I don't care. You could put 150 bucks and people are going to buy it. Mm-hmm. 
Not that I want them to put 150 bucks on a pay-per-view. Yeah, now you've put that out in the stratosphere, and the Bucks already steal from us. Here we go. Way to go, Brian. Yeah. Guess well, who I mean, the I'll, I'll, still, I'll still pay for it. I'll still pay for it. But, but even, even, even if he were to come in for New Japan, that's, that's not something you just want to give away. Because the end game is so, with him especially, would be more important. It's kind of like Kota Ibushi, right? Mm-hmm. If Coda shows up and there, Omega is going to go out, or, or even if Omega were to go after him in New Japan or whatever, that's not something you're just going to give up. You're going to make you're going to make the crowd work for it, and that's one thing that New Japan does quite a bit of, right? So just like the, the WWE, where you know you win Royal Rumble. And you you can earn a title shot. New Japan starts that stuff about six months away, mm-hmm. and they start having the tournaments and the qualifiers and you know all this other stuff for a shot. And you know that's you know you they're not known for just you know one and done and you know fly by night booking and have it have it set up in a month. I mean, there, I don't even think there's any way you could set that up in a month or two months. Well, when is the I next I can see Brian's. The... Go ahead, Rob. Uh, no, I... May, I think. March, April. No, June. You there? Well, I was just going to joke and say I can see Brian's sign now that he holds up. You stole my idea and now you stole my money. <laughs> you, took my, you took my idea and you took my money. Yeah, and they'd do it again, too. Don't, don't, don't think they would. Yep. <laughs> and they'd send uh, their sign back going, you're welcome. Right. Or they'd, or they'd just give us the finger. So, mm-hmm. with with the way that things are going right now, that's why, personally, I, I love the, the forbidden door commentary that Tony Khan does. Because it opens the door, no pun intended, for all of these kinds of, of fantasy booking ideas. Like G.O.D. coming in and facing off against the Bucks, or Okada coming in, or Brian mentioned him already, Kota Ibushi, the current double champion. New Japan, by the way, is actually unifying the Intercontinental and the heavyweight title and going to be producing a new championship, a new belt. Can't wait to see what that one looks like. Wow. I wonder why they're unifying it, though. I mean, they have a lot, but is that the reason? Is it because it's just too many? Mm, I mean, I, I would imagine you probably would have something to do with maybe a tour. You know, because you have the U.S. title. Uh, they have other titles. I mean, they have the open weights, never open weights. I mean, <laughs> oh, there's no know. shortage of championship belts <laughs> yeah, in Japan. Yeah, there's plenty of them over there. Hey, you, kid, you want a title? Here you go. So, 25 pounds and under belt. Here you go. Yeah. You a four shrimp. <laughs> the four shrimp championship. <laughs> uh, all right. So shall we run through and do predictions for Revolution? Yes. Why yeah. Let's. Why not? You know. All right. So let's start with the casino tag team battle royale. Uh, I'm going to stick with my very long shot prediction. I'm going to stick with the God. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, so who who is who is in it 
on the poster. I guess we'll start yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me pull that back up, and I'll read to you the guys on the poster. Now, granted, these are just who's pictured on the poster. If there's other surprise entries, like Brian mentioned AOP, that's a possibility. So we got the Dark Order, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. We also got John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Santana and Ortiz. Bear Country, which if you haven't seen them on uh, AEW Dark, you definitely want to check them out. The Butcher and the Blade. Private Party. And then one of my favorite new tag teams is the Acclaimed. So that's who's pictured. All right, so you that would be I think you I think I counted seven, One, two, which is an odd number to have. Seven, that's right. So they would probably bring in an eighth. So Good I brothers. Ooh. Not only does that make a lot of sense, but that's a really smart pick. Sorry, I jumped you, Brian. I apologize. No, I don't care. Uh, I, I mean, I'll go with the, probably the mystery tag team, but I mean, I, don't, I, I you know, I guess I'd go AOP if they show up. Okay, all right. Which is bad. We all pick fantasy. Well, I mean, yeah, of, of all the teams that are listed there, right? All of them would be good to see. Even the Butcher and the Blade. I mean, how, we've been talking about that for a while. How they need to get more focus, and this would be a great opportunity for that. But all of these teams listed here are really good, and honestly, I wouldn't be—I would not be unhappy one bit. I would be thrilled to see John Silver and Alex Reynolds get the title shot. All right, next up, Miro and Kip Sabian against Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Let's see, Brian was going to go first. Rob, well, you went first already. Brian, you go first. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go Miro and Kip. Okay. Any shenanigans involved, you think, or is it just a clean win? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be shenanigans. you got Penelope Ford on the outside. but um... Calm down. <laughs> You're going to get hit. I, know. Uh, I, I just think Miro wins because, you know, every time Khan talks about him, he seems to be like, oh, there's great things coming for him. But just not right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We still got him with Kip. It'll get better, I promise. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's still winning, so he's still quietly building up that record. That's true. As a matter of fact, I don't know what his win-loss record is, but he might be undefeated. Actually, mm, I, I, think there's, I, think, I think there might be a tag team match he lost. Huh. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll go Miro and Sabian. All right, Rob. Miro and Kip, or Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor? Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Ah, okay. I think Miro and Kip because I think Chuck turns on Orange Cassidy. Mm. I think he turns on him after the match, and they win. Ooh. Okay. And then he could just goes to be like, you wouldn't have won without me. Interesting. I love okay. the old hoodoo. All right. Next up, Face of the Revolution ladder match. Announced so far, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta El Cerro Medio. Finally, we pick a name, I guess. Lance Archer. And two other entries to be named. All right, so what do they win? 
the winner gets a TV, a TNT title opportunity. Mm. TNT title opportunity. Hmm. Man, oh man. God, should I, I think I'm going to take mystery opponent number two. <laughs> so you're not going to name him? You're just going to be like, that's who I picked! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Sorry, first one, the first one might be Trent. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know how long he's got left on injury, but. Right. Um. But I think I think mystery opponent number two. <laughs> Brian Brian has taken the Bobby Heenan pick. <laughs> That's my pick all along. <laughs> That's my pick, yeah. Rob, who do you got? Uh, mystery opponent number one. Now, nah, damn it! <laughs> and we're gonna say Dustin Rhodes. Ooh, that's actually a cool idea. Uh, I'm gonna play it safe and say I think Cody. I think Cody's gonna win. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of other thoughts on that, but that's my gut. Is just that Cody will win and have another match against Darby. Well, normally, though, when these types of matches, the mystery opponent winds up walking away with the opportunity. I know. And and to me, I mean, outside of, well, maybe this would be an opportunity to see like a moose or rich swan show up. Oh, wait a second. Didn't they they have the match for the fifth opponent, Phoenix and... um, yeah, Archer. Archer's the one that Archer. won that, but that was for the fourth. All right. Oh, that was for the fourth. Okay. Yeah. So in a big money matchup, Adam Page against big money Matt Hardy. The winner gets his opponent's first quarter earnings for 2021. Rob, what do you got? I'm sorry. I was dealing with another text. What did you say? That's another beer you owe us. Rob, winner between Adam Page and Matt Hardy for the big money match. Adam Page. Adam Page is getting one quarter earnings richer, according to Rob. Brian, what do you got? I think Adam Page also. Hmm. Much as I like Adam Page, this is what I'm doing. I think Matt Hardy's going to win. And I think... It's going to be because the Dark Order fail to keep Adam Page safe from Matt Hardy's shenanigans. I think there's going to be a, a, another storyline tie-in here. Hmm. Going back to your fantasy bookings, have you? That's right, man. I'm, I'm delving into the depths of the basement for this one. <laughs> <laughs> In what most likely will be considered a cinematic matchup, a street fight, Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks taking on TNT champion Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, I I don't know where to go with this one, Brian. Uh, let's see, you were first. What do you got? Oh, I think it's Sting and Darby Allen. Do you think uh, Powerhouse Hobbs gets involved? Oh, I'm sure all of them are going to get involved, but I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they get the win. Right, so I mean, especially if it's uh, 
cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I guess even in the ring they'll get involved, but because it'll be no DQ. Right. If there's no DQ, then there's no sense they no reason they shouldn't get involved. All right, Rob. Team Taz against Darby and Sting in a street fight. Darby and Sting. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Darby and Sting come away with the win, especially if it's cinematic. If it's not cinematic, though, if they decide to do a regular street fight, I, I think Team Taz actually wins because the numbers game. I mean, I think they're setting it up for a Sting match. For it to be a cinematic match, it's it's just aimed at making one not showing the rust that Sting should, could have, mm-hmm. and also being able to do like the the graveyard match did for the Undertaker. It was a great way to send him out. This way, it'd be a great way to bring Sting back in and be like, "All right, he had a great match. This was a good way, you know, kind of mm-hmm. edit out the the rough areas or you know what I mean." Yeah. Did, did it make you guys? <laughs> did it make you uncomfortable when, when Sting took the power bomb two weeks ago? <sighs> um, did it make you uncomfortable? It, it did. Would you it like? Made me worried. It made me worried for him because I wondered, you know, just how how healthy is he? So, does it does it make you uncomfortable when anybody takes a power bomb? No, have, maybe have, it should. Have you lost your lost your your passion? <laughs> Are you turning no. into one of those? No, but a sixty-one-year-old man who's the whole reason that he supposedly retired in the first was first place was because of an injury to the neck. And were you worried when Edge came back? Actually, a little bit, yeah. But since you... then, obviously, there's no reason to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, initially, I mm-hmm. thought maybe it was a. Mm-hmm. So you're just one of them guys now. Huh? What do you uh-huh. mean, one of them guys? Mm-hmm. What do you mean, them guys? The chair shots, the the scream foul. It's pro wrestling. It doesn't mean I can't care about someone's well-being. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness gracious. I want him to you're be part okay, of, You're Robert. part of the I want can- him to be cancel. okay. You're part of the cancel culture group, ain't you? Can I cancel you? Sure. You've been trying for years. Shh, you're not supposed to say that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, at first I, I saw it and I'm like, dude, this is this is a guy that we saw just could have been killed kind of thing. But, again, how much of that was work? You know what I mean? How much of that was let's make it really look good? I don't know. I mean, That's a good point. I, I mean, think about it. The WWE, Daniel Bryan can't wrestle anymore. Daniel Bryan comes back and wrestle. Edge can't wrestle anymore. Look what Edge did. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michaels couldn't wrestle anymore, came back. Good point. Well, he could wrestle to begin with. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Oh, here we go. So, okay. I mean, think about it. Think about it. With them eyeballs, how does, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand how he even grabbed his opponent. 
My question is this. When did that start happening with him? His eyes. Because it wasn't early on. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. No. No. It it had to. Just just one one concussion too many, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. know. But, yeah, he's definitely, like, I mean, I don't see how he doesn't see, like, four opponents. (laughs) I mean, he's he's Robert Gibson right now. He's, He's at that level. Yeah. It's that bad, I, Maybe, and I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I don't, and that's a good point. When did they, when, we're going to have to research when they went cross. <laughs> we're going to do a Shawn Michaels watch along <laughs> just to find when he got his eyes crossed. I think everything, everything, I would I, I think, I think they were probably straight at Flair when he retired Flair. So maybe his feud with Jericho? Uh, no, even that, I guess even that time frame. Let, let's just say that time frame. I'm, I think I, maybe the Undertaker, intrigued. maybe yeah, the Undertaker dropped him and crossed his eyes. <laughs> the Taker took my the, It was the second DX reunion is what did it. <laughs> we're back, Triple H, we're back. <laughs> Listen, if we ever find out, we're, we should do a, a documentary. The day Shawn the Michaels. Lies I. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, the crossing. <laughs> you know what? You've got me intrigued. I'm going to try to track it. And if I can get it to two episodes, maybe we can do like a watch along and see what happened. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a tombstone. The Undertaker crossed his eyeballs. He said, remember that time you said you weren't putting bread over? I remember. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Back into Revolution, AEW Tag Team Championship. The Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and MJF challenging the Young Bucks. Uh, wow. A lot of opinions on this one. Uh, let's go to Rob. Rob, what do you got? Who do you think? I think the Bucks because I don't think MJF and Chris Jericho can come together long enough. I think there's too much animosity from building between the two that it's either going to keep them from winning or when they win they will instantly it, it will it will not end well but i think it, it, it they're not going to win in my opinion because they won't work as a team i could definitely see inklings of that there's <coughs> there's already subtle hints and teases for what could be as far as when that group splits up brian what do you think I think it'll be the Bucks. I think Sammy gets involved, and that's when the whole thing falls apart. Sammy ruins, kills another angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sammy Guevara apparently. Um, so there's two different, two conflicting stories about Sammy right now. One is he was supposed to go to Impact and work work some kind of an angle. He basically told them no. And people apparently in AEW were furious because this apparently hurt the deal between the two companies. The other story that's out there is that, yes, he did nix one of their storylines, but both Impact and AEW could care less. Because the one I read was that he nixed the storyline and they were like, all right, well, then you don't need to be here. And then Mm -hmm. they called Tony Khan and his people and said, hey, we're just this isn't good if we can't do things our way on our show 
if your talent's not going to work, then we're not going to work for you and your talent. And so they put put him on the jet and sent him home. You know? Because um, apparently they called Chris Jericho and some others, and it's like, Chris was not happy, is the quote I heard, I saw. But... Also, there's a lot of, you know, inflammation of the storylines. I feel like I feel like you're probably right that Sammy gets involved and costs uh, MJF and Jericho the match. I think that it's probably more smoke more smoke than fire when it comes to the Sammy story for Impact. I feel like he probably did say no to the storyline because Impact just kind of sucks at storylines. Um, and I gotta say, I, I, my gut says that Tony Khan was probably like, okay, cool, no problem. I don't think it was as much of a big deal. I think somebody, my gut is where that story leaked from is the person that was supposed to be working with Sammy and is pissed because he doesn't have a TV role now. Mm. I mean, you never know. This could all be a work too. Well, yeah, that that, that's also a good point. Let's not forget impact likes to tape shows and, Mm-hmm. By God, why would Sammy be showing up on the Impact show? What's Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> hmm. So, we, should, we, we should probably wait for that a little bit longer. Yeah, there's probably more to be more to be told. AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida, defending against the Women's Eliminator Tournament winner. As it stands right now, let me just pull this back up. Eliminator tournament matches. Okay, so right now in the finals on the women's side, on the Japan side, it's going to be. Uh, let me see this. See how he butchers these names, Brian. <laughs> Only mm. you would be a bastard. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. That's not a name. Uh, okay, so on the Japanese side in the finals, it's. Oh, this was already aired. Damn, I didn't know this aired today. Okay, so, damn, now I feel like an asshole. Okay, so Japanese bracket finals. If you're intending to watch and don't want to hear spoilers, please hit uh, the mute button on your speakers. <clears throat> I guess Brian's going to hit I it. don't think speaker. No, I'm going with it. Ryu, I don't have a mute button. Ryu Mizunami defeated Yuka Sakazaki. Thunder Rosa defeated Riho in the U.S. semifinals. So it's going to be Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose to decide who will go into the finals. So it's either going to be Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, or uh, Rio Mizunami. So one of those three will be challenging Shida. So I guess we'll do two different picks. The winner who will be challenging Shida, and then who wins that match. Uh, yeah, I... I... I thought they were both tomorrow. So maybe they're is... going to air. Yeah, go ahead. I don't... No, no, go ahead. So it, basically, it says a special show on Sunday night revealed the winner of the Japanese bracket. Oh, that's right. BR Live had a uh, a special tonight. I completely forgot about that. So the the women's finals aired on uh, Bleacher Report Live uh, tonight. 
So it's either Thunder Rose, Thunder Rosa, excuse me, Nyla Rose, or Ryu Mizunami challenging Sheeta. Brian, who's challenging Sheeta? Think Thunder Rosa. Ooh. All right. Rob, who's challenging Sheeta? Shootable. I don't know who that is. Cheetah. <laughs> uh, Thunder Rosa. Sorry. Thunder Rosa. I actually agree. I think Thunder Rosa is going to be the person that challenges her. The winner between her and Sheeta. Dare I say it? I think Thunder Rosa. Ooh, winner and new AEW Women's Champ, Thunder Rosa. Rob, what do you think? I agree. It's time for a change. Yeah, I agree with you as well. I think this is going to be one of those moments where Sheeta has done a tremendous job as champion, and it's time to kind of change it over. And it also gives them an opportunity to in my opinion, have Sheeta, not Sheeta, uh, Thunder Rosa against Britt Baker for the women's title. Mm. And lastly, we get to our main event. A barbed wire, exploding barbed wire death match. John Moxley (laughs) challenging Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. Rob, what do you think, man? Who you got on this? I kind of agree with what we talked about before. I kind of think it's going to end in a no match because I think the good brothers are going to get involved and there's going to be tomfoolery afoot and Moxley's not going to get a fair shake. So Rob, you're calling for it kind of like a no contest? Yes. All right. Brian, it's Omega and Moxley in exploding barbed wire death match. Oh, it'll be Omega. Okay. Never go against Omega. While it would be kind of cool to see Mox win it back, I don't think it's the time. I think Omega is on that run that if you interrupt his, his momentum right now, you would really hinder his success. And I think that now is not the time to take the title off of him. Um, so kind of alluding to our conversation, I, I have to say that I think the good brothers get involved. I think Omega wins, but I also say that I think we see another challenger announce themselves by the end of the night, whoever that might be. Whoever that might be. Maybe we'll get Rich Swan. See, I, 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 part of me thinks that might be it. I feel like we're going to see kind of like a Halloween Havoc kind of ending where Omega wins and then and out comes his Rich, next. Rich Swan is Dark Omega? Wait, what? Dark, dark, aren't you referring to Dark Scorpion? <gasps> Sting. No, that's Starcade. <laughs> but no. that would be amazing. <laughs> Dark Omega. Dark Omega. Okay, I like that idea better. <laughs> Brian, Brian, from now on, you're booking AEW. No. <laughs> well, Tony, he hasn't been. <laughs> Kenny, 
I'm gonna take the title, Kenny. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Moose. Maybe it'll be Moose. See, that, that would be, be a good one too. Yeah. I'm gonna find you, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, do the do the disappearing, reappearing in different spots. <laughs> Teleportation. So I was I was I was reading something about that Moose was doing an interview and uh Moose has got this uh crazy psychology about him. So the uh uh what in the world's the name of that move he did on Omega? I'm drawing a blank right now. Spanish uh, the fly. Spanish fly. Yeah, yeah. So he he's like I can do those moves. But I don't really do those moves except for on special occasions. And he's like, if I did it on, you know, whoever, it wouldn't be that special. But if I did it on Kenny Omega, yeah, that would really put my name on the map. And I'm like, that's that's pretty smart. So I I do kind of think that it'd be a great thing to see Moose against Omega. But I really want to see is Moose win over Rich Swan in a decided fashion so that one, we can get rid of the TNA championship versus impact. Just have one title, get rid of that dumb story. But then let's go ahead and have a match like that. Let's see Moose and Omega. Cause I, I just don't, I Rich Swan's a great wrestler and all, but I just don't see the star power in him the way I see it in Moose. And I'm not a big Moose fan, but even I can recognize that Moose is a huge name. Yeah, Moose is special. I like Moose. I like when they come out, used to come out, the crowd go, Moose. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. That was a good chant. Yeah, that was a good chant. So let's see here. In all kinds of other crazy news, WandaVision Episode 9 coming up this week. Are you guys up to date on your WandaVision? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm still waiting, though. I'm still waiting. I was half expecting her to call Wanda a mutant last week. Yeah, so they they basically did everything but that. (laughs) Like, you see the imagery of Scarlet Witch, and and you see the the hinting and all of that, which is... I mean, I love this show. I love the way they've written it. I love the way that they reveal things. And, I mean, we've still got big cameos to come. Mm-hmm. We've got well, that I mean, we know of Doctor of, Strange. Uh, is he supposed to show up? Yeah, he's he's um, he's a, supposed to be a big reveal. Uh, then he'll he'll probably be last episode. He'll he'll set directly up for the movie. So it'll 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 end in like the cliffhanger, and then you'll have to wait for the stinking movie, <laughs> which got uh. that comes out. I can't wait for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, that one. I am looking forward to that one, too. And then not not long after WandaVision concludes, it's finally upon us, gentlemen. The Snyder Cut, four hours and 20, no, four hours and 12 minutes of Zack Snyder goodness for the Justice League. March 18th. Yeah. Mm. So how are we going to watch it? Oh, together, I I thought. Whose house? When? I mean, you're the one with the theater set up, aren't you? 
you know, gotta hook us up. Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, I mean, you guys are welcome to come here. Well, I mean, not all of us have a TV the size of our wall. (laughs) Not all of us have a theater room. We can do this all day. Room right now. It's called my son's bedroom. (laughs) Oh, that's awkward. I gotta kick him out first. (laughs) Ew. All right, so maybe 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 that'll take some planning for the logistics. Um, Retromania was released this week on Steam. In most likely two weeks, is set to release on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, this is uh, had a chance to watch the Twitch stream of Colt Cabana playing it for the first time, and first my first impressions was that it moves extremely fast. Um, a lot faster than WrestleFest, but the animations for the movement, uh, namely like the power bomb and the flying head scissors, looks amazing. And the road to the NWA title, the ten pounds of gold story, is cool. Is really cool looking. Yeah, uh, so I can't wait. Uh, as far as wrestling games go, uh, I've kind of been waiting for this. So hopefully it'll be everything that uh, all the the crazy goodness that a wrestling game should be. Then of course you've also got Wrestling Empire, which I've been touting as a as a tremendous game that came out independently on the Nintendo Switch, made by a gentleman named Matt Dickey. Um, <clears throat> we actually have gotten in contact with uh, Mr. Matt Dickey for Wrestling Empire. And we're working on having him come on the show and talk with us after uh, after he has gone through some of his initial because he's just he's just finishing up his launch interviews that he's done, so he's going to be getting with us soon. I actually got into contact with one of our favorite wrestling simulators, the creator of TNM, Oliver Cop. Now he's a little bit tougher to get uh, a, a firm beat on because he's actually in Germany. But uh, he is also going to make himself available for us. So in the coming weeks, we'll be working on oh. some scheduling. Very nice. He's going to stay up late. You know, I was really surprised. Uh, it was one of those things where I just happened to see him post that he loves doing interviews for podcasts. And I was like, oh, really? Hey, Oliver, guess what? And he, he, was, he was really quick. He said, I'd love to. Just let me know. And uh, just got to hammer out some details of when would he would be available. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe for that we could uh, record it early. Yeah, I told then, him we uh, could set up a different time if he needed, and if that'd be more convenient for him. Yeah, that would that would probably work out better. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of great things uh, in the works and coming up quick. Um, there's starting to be some rumblings going on for AEW's video games. Uh, the console game. They're still talking more about alpha footage. We haven't seen that outside of the preview trailer. Um, the general manager game, we saw preview footage for that this past Thursday. Brian, initial thoughts on that? Did you get a chance to check out the AEW game show? No. Are you talking about the one with Kenny and... Uh, Cutler. Cutler, yeah, no. I saw Kenny and Cutler, and I was like, well, the new uh, casino game's out. I guess that's what they're talking about, skipped it 
that was um, so. I, I usually when I watch those live streams, I'll turn the chat off because I don't feel mm-hmm. like seeing all the hate that gets spewed and those kinds of things. But in this case, I was stupid and I left it on. And I got to say, there was a lot of people that basically said the same thing. Ah, it's just that stupid casino game. And they basically left the, the video. Like, at one point, I think I saw their show had as many as 60,000 people viewing live. And it dropped down mm. to like 10 once they realized there was really nothing new. Um, mm. I did I did download the AEW casino game just to see what it was like. Uh, casino Royale, I think is what it's called. Or no, I'm sorry, AEW Bat- Double or Nothing. There we go. Um Basically a Texas Hold'em game. Supposedly there's options for slots and for blackjack. I, I guess if you like Texas Hold'em, then it's great for you. You have options for playing for real money. I did see that, which to me seems like not a good idea. But, hey, it's an AEW video game, sort of. Well, I mean, only probably in the cards have the logo or like picture or something. Nope. There's no? the no in the in the menu screens, in the introduction screen, and in in the game description screens there's images of wrestlers and that's kinda it. Oh. Interesting. But I'm sure they get a kickback from it, so why not? Well, I mean, because you can play it for money, I'm sure that they'll see a pretty good return on it, especially since it's Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em's a pretty popular poker game, so um, I, I know I'm, I myself, I like playing it, so I don't know that I'd put any real money to it, though. I'm not going to do that, because yeah. that's an easy rabbit hole to fall in, but um, it, it plays smoothly. The, Texas Hold'em's not really hard to simulate, so... It didn't really, like, blow the doors off of me. Remember when we talked about it earlier this week in our chat? I was just like, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It's a card game. Yeah, but no, I I, I, I think there was another, like, who was going to get this or something. Well, I yeah, think there was an original. Yeah. My original well, thought was, who's, who's going to download this? But now it's all basically, if you like playing poker yeah. and you want to look at AEW every now and again, here you go. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, to answer your question, Stan. Dan is going to download this. I mean, you know me. I'm going to download it, at least give it a try. I'm not going to just talk about it and not at least look at it. So I downloaded it. And, and let's see here. So if I click on tutorial. Uh, oh, nope. That's not a person I know. Nope. That's somebody named Carmen. Don't know who they are. Tournaments. Nope. Nobody on there. And it just took his money. Uh, nope. I don't do that. Uh, oh, slot machines. Who wants to play slots? Not me. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. There's no images of any wrestlers on here except for some of the intro screens. That's disappointing. But hey, like Brian said, maybe you get the poker contingent. And, and let's let's be honest, uh, Cody and uh, who else likes to play cards on AEW? I know Cody loves playing poker. Um, it's Shivani. Shivani does. So I mean, I know that there's a lot of interest in it from from the boys, from the people that work there. So maybe it was just kind of to satisfy their curiosity. Who knows? Or maybe a company said, hey, we want to throw your logo on it. They said, okay. Yeah, yeah. they figured, why the, why the hell not? It makes it easy for us to say, yeah, we got a video game out. It's Texas Hold'em, but uh, it's a video game. There's our AEW game. It's right there. You can play cards. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. We got more to come. Uh, 2K22 supposedly is in, in uh, development. Diablo 4 is in development. I can't wait to play that. And... 
Brian, if you watch BlizzCon, Diablo 2 Remastered, or Resurrected, I think is what they're calling it, which actually looked really cool. On what consoles? Ah, good question. Good question. PC, Switch, Mm -hmm. PlayStation 4, and Xbox. Hmm. That's not a bad one. Yeah, I was surprised well, that they put it on, on the Yeah. So, I, I mean, I haven't played Diablo in a while. Um, but I have thought about dumping it back in the system, giving it another go. I mean, Diablo is one of those games, kind of like Skyrim to me, that you can pick up and play anytime you want. Like, you can pick it up and get back into it. It's kind of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have it. Uh, I have it on all of my consoles. I have it um, installed on HPC. I have, so anytime I want to pick up Diablo, I can. Well, would, to me, it would have been nice if they had added, uh, you know, maybe one or two more classes. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, because I wouldn't think that would be too terribly hard. Yeah. Because after running through it, you know, with each class, kind of gets boring. Well, I still have yet to go through the Witch Doctor one and the... Tell me what to do. The Mage? Is that what it is? A Mage? Yeah, a Spellcaster. Yeah, so I haven't used those yet, so I've still got two to go through. Um, okay, so, hey, Revolution's coming up this Sunday. Uh, Brian, are you getting Revolution? What was that? Are you getting Revolution? Yes. Okay. So, while we're live, while we're on the air, let's go ahead and just put this out there now. We're going to do a a simulcast, or do you want to just come back in two weeks? Or, yeah, two weeks. We can do a simulcast. I don't care. Cool. All right. So we will be back with you folks this wonderful one week from the day. Catch up with Rob Hefner on social media at Rob Hefner on Facebook, Rob Hefner C2C on the Twitter, RDHUWP on the Instagram. Not going to be on whatever the other ones are, but are there other ones? (laughs) Catch up with Brian at STRCP21. On Twitter and Brian Taylor on the Facebook. Catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, C2C, C2CRadioShow.com and NewAttitudeMedia.com. And, of course, I'm at Stan Grubb everywhere. So thanks again for listening. We will catch you next time for Revolution and, of course, all the news of the week. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.